Hey guys, welcome to episode four of our podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about um, kind of like sexual liberation in Christianity or just sexual liberation in general. But obviously, like, you know, we always tie it back to God and bring it back to, you know, our faith. So we're going to pray in. Lord, thank you, Jesus, Father for bringing us together once again. And we ask, Father, that in this episode, like every other episode, Father, that you speak through us, Father, that you allow us to be open and honest and create these platforms where we can have conversations that are healing to ourselves and also to others as well, and also allow us to just explore and really examine the different things that we're experiencing in our culture, in our environment, and see how it affects us and how we are supposed to interact with them, knowing that we are in the world, but we're not of the world. So we just thank you for the opportunity to just um, grow in faith but allow others to be in on our journey of growing in faith and be transparent about how we feel and allow others to be free and open to do the same. So we just say thank you. We pray together in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, so hmm. do we want to provide some context? Like... This is kind of like a continuation of like the previous conversation that we were having about like sex and Christianity. But um, for this, it's more so like how our society has now transformed sexual liberation into something that is more detrimental to women than we realize. I think in the beginning, like because we were so... Like, it was the other extreme of, like, you know, women were not being educated about sex. They, you know, were just, like, sworn off of sex until a certain age or until marriage. And it was just, like, this thing that was so condemned. And so now it's, like, we're at the other extreme where we have, like, any and everything, essentially, right now. And, um... Just this concept of, like, it, are things like sex work or different types of sex work, like, noble and empowering and, like, you know, liberating? And, like, what is that line of, like, something being um, liberating versus detrimental? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So do we want to provide context to it? That was a context. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think, for me, like, my whole viewpoint, um, yeah, I consider myself, like, a radical Mm -hmm. person when it comes to things like this because I don't believe in this new age culture of sexual liberation in the form of what we want to talk about and what we want to praise we want to you know do slut walks and stuff like that like the way it's taken nowadays um it's very it's just very like it's just very like self exploitive like you're exploiting Mm. yourself Mm. um and i think like there's a loss of respect Mm. for ourselves and i think that we have to normalize 
respecting people but not respecting what you do mm. and that's for me like mm-hmm. if you are a stripper <laughs> i respect you as a person no mm-hmm. doubt about it do i respect that line of work no mm-hmm. um and it's not of any fault of your own mm-hmm. yes like you made choices to become a stripper i understand that i understand like that's the circumstance that you felt like you had to do for whatever reason you had and i'm not going to stand at a point of like me like judging that mm-hmm. but do i want more for you a thousand percent and mm-hmm. you're not going to convince me that this is the best thing for you because mm-hmm. i'm just not going to believe that i'm going to yeah. believe that you're worth more than what your body can provide mm-hmm. and i think that the, the detriment of sexual liberation is that it's so much emphasis on like okay like i can take these sexy pictures and it's empowering for me and i'm taking my sexuality back and it's like, okay, you know, yes, you should feel that you make the choices and decisions for your body, mm-hmm. right? And no one else can take that power away from you. No one else should be able to take that power away from you. And even in a Christian sense of, like, the husband and wife, like, your body is his body, his body is your body, whatever the case is, I think you still have to retain the autonomy of, like, this is at the end of the day like this is this is my body and i'm able to say no Mm -hmm. right but i think there's just like a danger of just like being free and just doing all these things and a lot of times these things don't come from a place of actual self-love and Mm self-esteem or all these things and i see the people and it's like you can kind of like after a while like see that there's something broken there Mm -hmm. there's something broken there's scars there's Mm -hmm. trauma there's a lot of things the stories that a lot of these women have or men or Mm -hmm. whoever's doing these sex working things it's not one of like i always received love Mm -hmm. i felt like i was enough Mm -hmm. i felt these things it was like at some point something tragic in your life happened Mm -hmm. you know not for everyone's story but a lot of times people do have those stories and they're actually masking liberation and pain Mm -hmm. you know and it's like yeah because when you are ever in a position where you're using something that isn't your self-worth as a means of validation you're not going to feel whole Mm -hmm. right like if i'm talking to a man and like you know, I'm using my body to kind of draw him in. Or I'm trying to get a job and I'm using my, you know, attractiveness or whatever. I'm never really going to feel good enough because those things are very, like, um, vain. Those Mm -hmm. things are very vain. You know, it's not about you as a person. You know, like, when you're doing all these things, it's like, it's dehumanizing to yourself because those are not like the human parts of you those are not the vulnerable parts of you that really make you who you are Mm. that's really interesting um yeah i mean i think with things like strippers and certain types of sex work it's like an extreme that like okay we can kind of like all agree that well, not all, like, I agree with you in the sense of, like, people that are doing stuff like stripping, like, that's not something that you don't grow up, like, oh, yeah, like, I want to be a stripper, and if you do, like, that, you know, something is broken, we have to take a look at that, because you don't want to be in a line of work where you're praised for something that isn't intrinsic, 
you know it's physical and it's something because it's something that's physical like you said it's vanity and it can fade you know like you can gain weight you can lose weight you can you know so many things can happen so it has nothing to do with the essence of who you are as a person and i don't think that that's something that people aspire just to like oh yeah like i want to be in a line of work where you're consistently objectified and just seen as an object even though you know that's not how people are looking at it now in the sense of like oh this this thing is empowering like some people feel the opposite of like doing sex work things like stripping like they're taking their autonomy back because they're the ones deciding to do that but it's still like ultimately you are able to do what you're doing because you're feeding back into like the male gaze and the patriarchy so it's not you it's like a something that we have told ourselves, but in reality, like that's not the truth. Because at the end of the day, it's still benefiting um, the population that you feel like you're taking your autonomy back from. But on the flip side, like sexual liberation and kind of like a movement of being more open and free to talk about sex has allowed us to kind of like bring just like sex to the point of like okay it's not as taboo of a topic like even to discuss it because there were even times where like people didn't even really discuss sex or it was literally something that was so just like seen as like just don't touch it at all so I think that's something that was beneficial from that movement so what do you think is like the line between like okay after this we've gone too far like okay it's beneficial that we're we're able to like get on a podcast and talk about sex and but it's like okay after this point we have gone too far like what's that line Mm, I mean I think that I don't know if I would say, like, I think it's a yes, sexual liberation can be seen as, like, being able to talk about sex, but I think that's just, like, a freedom of, like, expression, just freedom of just being authentically, showing up authentically as yourself, you know, and just having a mindset that it's, like, nothing is really, um nothing should really be kind of like hidden mm-hmm. um type of thing like nothing should be shamed mm-hmm. you know and i think there was a lot of shame with sex so like yeah people don't talk about it as much and um i guess yeah like that is a good part of that whole movement um it's just talking about sex but i think that we have to still put value on it you know put value in like kind of because we everyone can't come to a universal consensus of like what sex is and what Mm -hmm. you know the value that sex has and what is it is it just a physical thing is it more like a spiritual experience an intimate experience whatever it is you know i feel like if we were able to kind of kind of come to a universal thing of like how we all view this thing it's valuable it's all this stuff because we've taken a lot of things out of sex and originally what it's supposed to be under god's eyes like you know even like looking at it and just being like you know looking at myself reflectively it's like uh you know yeah sex is for creation sex is for pleasure but nine times out of ten like i see myself not wanting to create that much i just want the pleasure part (laughs) you know what i'm saying like so it's just like you know 
we kind of like pick and choose we've taken it out of the context of god mm-hmm. and i think once you've taken anything out of the context of god and just put in the world it's just left to kind of evolve into its own you know crazy thing mm-hmm. you know and like we've deprived ourselves so much and made it taboo but we crave in everything now it's like mm-hmm. we wanted to see sex in movies mm-hmm. we say sex in music we see sex like everywhere it's just Mm -hmm. constantly looming everywhere for the same society that's saying like oh like it's taboo about it you Mm -hmm. know so this sexual liberation i think it's just like i don't know i think it's kind of like a guise and a to a certain extent just like a smoke show of Mm. people just getting a license to you know i don't know just do whatever they want feel like to the same extent Mm -hmm. but i do think there's a part of you know sexual liberation that comes from like feminism which should be taken seriously in terms of women not feeling like their bodies are made for consumption Mm -hmm. their bodies are made for men to for the male gaze like you said and Mm -hmm. just like you know even as a girl you're just taught like even when it comes to men, you're just there to please. Mm-hmm. You're not really there to Enjoy. receive. You know, you're there to just do these things. Um, and that's where, like, your validation comes from. Mm-hmm. Is if a man wants you. Mm-hmm. And all these things, I think, like, it's so important now that we all realize that. And there's a part of sexual liberation that men need where it's like, your body has value too. Mm-hmm. Like, as a man, it's not only just a woman that has value. And that's sometimes we warp that kind of thing of like women are the gatekeepers of sex and women have this thing and like we're precious and we're worth so much and like yes that's true mm-hmm. but men also have value in their sexuality and like their bodies as well mm-hmm. you know and it's like there has to be a balance but with any movement there's always going to be extreme you know extreme like ism with that comes to it but it's so hard to put a worldly context into a bible view because i feel like god is clear on how he kind of wants things but you know once you take something into the world it's like it's gonna go as crazy and as free as it could possibly go so it's like if we're talking about it from a worldly view there is you it's it's hard to put a line on it Mm -hmm. because it's it's not biblical it's not Mm -hmm. kingdom principles Mm -hmm. it's just world principles Mm -hmm. you know but kingdomly speaking Sexual liberation, I think, comes from, you know, being married and mm-hmm. experiencing each other's body, but also, like, you know, um, appreciating each other, appreciating what you have in the person and having that intimacy. Like, I love Song of Solomon, and I feel like it's just, it literally talks about, <laughs> you know, the way her breasts are shaped, oh and God, like, enjoying it, and like, being like a gazelle, and drinking of the water. Oh like, my god! Like, you have to like, and it's like, the Bible is literally telling you, like, take your time, and enjoy <laughs> it. Like, take your time. Like, oh what god. is it? I forgot the scripture that I seen on TikTok, and it was like, always be, oh, it's in Proverbs, be satisfied with the breasts, just of the wife of your youth. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, in a, in a Bible context, it's like, you know, sex is liberating when it's shared between two people that trust each other, that love each other, and love each other to the point of, like, you respect that person's boundaries. You respect that person wholly, 
and you also, you know, want to just appreciate them in that way and appreciate each other in that way. You know, that's how I feel about that's how I feel about this. Okay, so you feel like in marriage there's no line then. Like once you're married it's like, oh, you can be sexually liberated. Um, I think for your husband or for your wife, I think like just keep that sexual liberation between the two of you. So there's no limit outside of that. Honestly, I think like you should usher in the Holy Spirit when you are going to do those things. You know, God says acknowledge him in all your ways. (laughs) And you know, acknowledge say God, like how would you want me to take in this Breaking of the bread. (laughs) (laughs) Like, God, how would you want me to participate in this thing? And honestly, I watched a thing of this couple saying, like, they pray before sex, and it just makes their sex so much better. Hmm. Like, they actually pray, and, like, they're like, yes, God, like, help me to you know, sanctify what we're about to do. Like, let it be according <laughs> to your glory. Let your glory be manifested in this act. It's like, as she is coming, Father, oh let God, it be, please. let it usher in your Jesus. grace, your glory. Jesus. Thank you for letting us partake in this oh, thing that you've oh given us to enjoy. <laughs> like, you pray over your meal? You have to pray before you're going to do that. You, you, you and like the Holy Spirit will lead you to whatever line y'all want to go to. Like, okay, that is my belief. That's truly my belief. And you know, mm. but when we take sex and we want it to be anything that's just torn towards us and torn mm-hmm. towards validation for ourselves, mm-hmm. that's when it can kind of get dangerous. You mm-hmm. know, and I think like that's what we're seeing now with the mm-hmm. era of like having OnlyFans and posting sexy pictures and mm. it's just always a constantly like a look at me, look at me. It's not liberation because you're just you're searching for something. Yeah. You want something. You want that validation from for something and you're really just in bondage. Mm. You're not free because if you're free it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't you don't need to show up in those certain ways, you mm. know, or like be that way like there's a context in which you are a sexual person Mm -hmm. and you should express your sexuality Mm -hmm. but you don't need it to be something that you just like give everyone access to Mm -hmm. you know right that's so true but how do you feel about that like what is your context and ways of saying like okay you know, this sexual liberation is a worldly concept, but there is value. And what is the value you take from it as a Christian? Yeah, I think the value that I would take in it is the same thing that you were saying in the sense of like, this is some this is not something that's inherently bad, right? So like we can talk about it and we should be free to explore each other and like, you know, to really make sure that this is an enjoyable experience for the both of us, right? That part of sexual liberation I hundred percent agree with. Like it's not just the man getting pleasure or just the woman getting pleasure. It's like both of us, you know, coming together and then like enjoying this experience because we're, you know, having fun, you know? That I definitely would take um, from the sexual liberation movement and even how much it has allowed people to educate themselves on sex. Like, even the thing of, like, um, pleasure for women. Like, a lot of men 
didn't even know like okay these are things that I could be doing that could enhance my sex life so much because it's like you were only taught to see sex in just like you're getting pleasure and that's it you know so the sexual liberation movement also brought a lot of like sex education that enhanced people's sexual lives and to take that in the context of like you know a marriage like that's so helpful you know and a lot of people that are married um, when they do have sex, especially after they waited to have sex, like it's a lot of like growing pains. And so the sex education helps to alleviate those things because you are equipped with information that allows for the learning process to be easier. So that I would 100% take from the sexual liberation movement. Um, and then for me, like where it goes too far in the worldly worldly context is when yeah when you've kind of like convinced yourself that like oh this is empowering to me even though it's objectifying you like I don't think anything that objectifies you as a person is empowering you know and that's something that was a hard truth because even for me I had to look at like okay what are the things that I'm doing that subconsciously even though I'm like oh I'm not trying to get attention but it's like mm, it is something that's attention seeking you know so I think for um people in the world like it's a hard concept for them to digest because you don't want to be confronted with the truth that like your behaviors are not consistent with someone that is loving themselves that is whole that is you know free from like kind of like scars and trauma and obviously everybody's on their own journey but because sex is like you know this thing that has so many layers to it like when you add sex on to already the feelings you have about yourself it just makes it so that the possibilities are, are endless of what you end up doing and what you become susceptible to in terms of, like, your self-esteem and um, just, like, you, your intrinsic view of yourself. So that's when I feel like it goes too far. But in terms of, like, in the, um, in, like, kingdom, I'm like, I don't know. Once you're married, I don't know, like, what the line would be. But I know that there is a line just because... We're still in the world, and especially with sex, because it's something that's not really discussed in Christianity, a lot of times you go outside of the church to kind of, like, you know, learn certain things about sex or discover certain things about sex, and then you can start borderline on doing things that's like, okay, you're going too far. And I think that's where, like, the traditional people got to think of, like, oh, don't defile the marriage bed, or, like, if you start doing BDSM, like, how far are you gonna go? I can see some truth to stuff like that, because of the fact that, like, if we're not discussing these things in church, like, if there's no, if your spiritual leader is not telling you, like, okay, here are some ways that you can enhance um, your sex life since you guys are struggling, you're gonna go to uh porn for example and see like okay obviously that's not a accurate depiction of like sex but it's like that's one of those things that like you're using an avenue that's not going to be helpful and then now it can start to allow you to be susceptible to other things that are not um honoring sex in a good way and in the way that god intended it to be yeah no that is so true like what you said about just like when you're doing something that's 
objectifying yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like that's you're, you're taking away that. It's, it defeats the purpose now because you're objectifying yourself and you're giving yourself out for this thing that you were trying to protect yourself from. Mm-hmm. You know, so then it becomes like counterproductive and like the whole start of it was just feeling like, wow, like I don't feel empowered by myself I feel like more so oppressed Mm -hmm. sexually like a lot of women felt sexually oppressed Mm -hmm. you know but then we over sexualize ourselves like look at you know just female rap it's like it's just so sexy it's like so hypersexual (laughs) and it's like people are like oh yeah like when Lil King came on the scene and like um salt and pepper let's talk Mm -hmm. about sex all these songs and it's like yeah like wow women are really like you know empowering themselves and talking about sex but then at the end of the day it would come to a point now we're in this generation where it's like you're objectifying yourself Mm -hmm. and then even the people tuning in to listen to this they're just objectifying you You. in the process Mm -hmm. you know so it's like you weren't able to take back the control that you were so desperately trying to Mm -hmm. so i thought that was just like such a great point and then with like how sex isn't talked about in church so then you have to look for it outside that's that's so true too Mm -hmm. and even the fact that that is a benefit that christian people have from the sexual liberation is like oh now i can you know because it's not so much hurt like mm-hmm. now i have this whole like area of information mm-hmm. and things and things i see that you know can really help me mm-hmm. um because i'm not getting it mm-hmm. in my spirituality i'm not getting it in my walk with god quote mm-hmm. unquote mm-hmm. but i can get it from here i can get it from porn mm-hmm. i can get it from you know, society mm-hmm. and stuff like this. And I can learn these things that are actually going to benefit me. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, you have to like, you're towing the line now, yeah. you know, but that's, that's a good point. If it was talked about in church, you know, maybe you wouldn't feel that you have to, you know, go that because you can easily be distracted and be, you know, influenced now mm-hmm. to do certain things. Like there's a whole movement of like open marriages. Now oh there's a gosh. whole movement of like, you know, mm-hmm. we were talking about this earlier, like polygamy mm-hmm. and just, you know, um, or like, okay, we're married, but we like to spice it up and add another person in there. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, uh, does this go with you and your marriage vows? Mm-hmm. Like, is this <laughs> counterproductive? Mm-hmm. Like, what are we, and, and as Christians, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, when we're already now looking to the world to tell us about what sex should be, mm-hmm. you know, how do we protect ourselves from things that now are, like, going against the, what our alignment? Yeah. You know, now, like, adding someone in the bedroom and all these things. Mm-hmm. You know, what is that line? Like you said, like, there is, there has to be a line, you know, but I don't know. For me personally, I feel like that line is just as long as it's the two of you, just the two. <laughs> like as long as it's just a, to me. Like if you're married and you're a Christian under the kingdom principles, I think as long as y'all doing stuff and it's just the two of you. For me, I think I have a more open mindset about it. Of just mm-hmm. like okay, like I guess if I don't know, I'm like if they're aligned. <laughs> Yeah, I can see there being a line, but I think that, like... Because how much, like, there's, like, especially now, there's just so far that you can go with even just the two people. There's just so like, far that you can go. Like, is there? Like, it just There have, literally just is. Just enjoy each other. Just enjoy each other. Enjoy, enjoy it to the fullest. That means, that means something different to everybody. Okay. Like... I think once, if, I feel like if you're really a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit and you have the... Um, discernment 
you know, you can ask for the spirit of discernment, the mm-hmm. gift of discernment to discern for yourself. Like, okay, my wife asked me to do this thing. God, do you really think, like, you know, pray about it and be like, I don't know if I should do it or not. Like, mm-hmm. She's asking me to do some weird stuff. Like, right. you know, like, is golden showers biblical? But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's something that it could just be, quote, unquote, two people. But, but then it's you like, have to, I feel like it's, are you honoring your wife by peeing on her? Like, you have to, like, look at those things. I mean, that's that's an extreme one, but there's even other extreme? ones. Because I don't know. Like, yeah, people be doing it. Kelly and, like, I feel like... People be doing it, this but there's society. other stuff. That, but that's what I mean. Like sex now, okay. like it just has become something that's like people have some some kinks. That's like, oh, what if you know, like somebody wants to dress up like a baby, and like I don't know. Like there's just so many things, and you're just like, oh, you know, it's just the two of us, so it's fine. It's like certain things. Realistically, I can speak for myself. Like, yeah, I don't even have to consult with God on that one. That is a no for me. You no, know? see, but that's what I'm saying. I, I would be surprised if Christians are, like, doing things that extreme. But then, then you have to check yourself. Like, are you using a biblical standard of, like, sex? Or are you using the standard of the world now and going mm-hmm. into, like, these places? And when you do these acts, where does it come from? Mm-hmm. You know, like, a lot of the fantasies that we have, like, we talk about this and a lot of sexual things that we try to like explore and stuff actually comes from a piece of trauma Mm -hmm. so it's like you want to be a baby and dress up and do weird stuff is it because you felt neglected as a child like what's going on (laughs) like for you to even sexualize an infant experience is weird in itself you know so then you can like kind of like it's a look at like the deeper thing of like Mm -hmm. what's the intention of that Mm -hmm. thing like what is the intention and if it's coming from a place of trauma then it's like mm-hmm, maybe we need to heal from this because yeah. this shouldn't it shouldn't be like this and mm-hmm. that's when you have like those deviant sexual things that's like yeah this is sexual liberation but no this is weird. Very weird like even the whole thing was like BDSM and like having like being a slave to someone and like there are people that literally like are in this mm-hmm. thing where like they're slaves to these people mm-hmm. to their person or whatever and that's they do that 24 7 mm-hmm. can you call yourself a christian and be part of that community even if it's like your husband and now you're a slave to him or whatever like right. it's just like yeah then you have to be like where is this is this this but it could be like okay right we mentioned things that are like extreme right mm-hmm. With, even something like um see how people do like the sex parties like yeah where it's like okay you're having sex with each other but like you're in a room with all these other people everybody's having sex come on what do you mean you know that's already like i think as a christian like you shouldn't be there why you know why even if you're not having sex like you're opening the door for lust for someone else because no, but everybody's watching, everybody's having sex. Okay? You're hearing the sex of other people. You think that's not creating a mindset of lust. No, but I'm saying everybody's having sex with their partner, right? But so it, under you, your definition, ma'am, under your definition, <laughs> what what would be wrong with that? What are you talking about? Like you're you're having sex in the same area as other people, so uh-huh. you're able to visualize and see other people. Mm-hmm. You're telling me you're not sitting there. Like why why was what is the purpose of you being in front of people and having sex? Mm-hmm. It's because of you're not getting a lust from mm-hmm. other people, and that's adding other people to your situation. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's biblical. All that to say, there's some 
this pretty far that people could go. That's like just see, because it's the two of y'all doesn't make it okay. That's why you see the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will let you know mm-hmm. this is a go and this is not a go. Like mm-hmm. you know, like the whole thing of like did Ruth give head to Boaz? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she did. <laughs> <laughs> like what? That was her man. Maybe she did. That was her husband. I don't know. I think the Bible would have added that one. Yes. Okay. Or at least in Song Song, I would have seen something about it. You and this. <laughs> Yo, y'all should read it. Please read Song of Solomon. Like, it will really, like, open your perspective of how the human body is supposed to be enjoyed with a partner. People are like, okay, there should be, like, more verses like that. Like, what if people are really, like, you know, like, for certain um, kingdom principles, there's, like, a lot more, like, you know, scripture that, like, Mm-hmm. helps you to navigate like oh forgiveness and you know the fruits of the spirit kind yeah. of so like sex i think that's what makes um christians and on top of like not having the conversation in church go like outside of it because it's like okay you know i tried to honor the breasts of my wife from her youth and it's not hitting so what do i do why is it not hitting the bible says love your Jesus loved the church. No, I'm saying it's not hitting for the woman. Like she's not. Oh, yeah. she's not. She's not enjoying what. Yeah. Being laid down. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think like patience. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. That's where you, you know, that's where you have to have that long suffering, and uh-huh. you know, love covers a multitude. That's where you have to be like, okay, and communication communication you know love is honest mm-hmm. i think and love is transparent mm-hmm. well not completely but you know it, it should be in <laughs> yeah. terms of you know you should feel free mm-hmm. to be like um honey it's not hitting that's the, mean, that's the liberation part the liberation is also having a voice and mm, i think like sometimes like that's something that is from you know popular culture that we actually have to take back in mm-hmm. the church of like Sex isn't this thing of, like, we have to just pretend to each other and be continuously, like, living this fraud. Like, no, like, a husband and wife, they should be able to come and be like, I don't, like, the way you do it is just not doing it for me. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, like, you know, that could lead someone to be unsatisfied right. in the marriage. Mm-hmm. And, like, that can lead to other problems. Mm-hmm. You know, temptation, the movie, mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> Like, so I think it's good to, like, have that liberation feeling like, yeah, like, I can be open and honest and tell my husband, like, you know, I want, I want more of this and I want more of that. I want to be, I want you to do it like this. Don't do it like that. You just know? like that. And I move, you move. Just, just like that. that. <laughs> like, you know, I think that's very, very important. And that's why we need to take back. Like, I think... The church needs a movement of sexual liberation. Like, mm. the church needs to be sexually liberated and take mm. back those conversations and take back those things and say, okay, how can we do this in a biblical sense mm-hmm. so that people don't go outside of the mm-hmm. confines of Christ and God and mm-hmm. whatever to learn about sex? You learn it from the world. Mm-hmm. And even our encounters as young people, like, we first learn really what sex really is 
from the world. We yeah. don't learn what sex is from, from a the church, church or our parents. Really, mm-hmm. like they don't explain like what it actually is to us. Mm-hmm. It's the world that you know puts these images that actually change our minds, that change our mm-hmm. brains in a negative way mm-hmm. of what sex actually is. So mm-hmm. the church needs to be sexually liberated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that 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 is a word and a half. Like that is so true, and it made me think like. I went to a church recently, and um, one of the ministers was saying, like, the reason that, um, like, he likes to have people in the choir that's, like, you know, he's paying them. And people were like, oh, why are you paying, like, your choir members and stuff like that? And he was saying, like, the audience, like, in terms of, like, us going to church, we're competing with, well, the choir's competing with us hearing voices from music and Broadway, et cetera, et cetera. Like, these people that's like, oh, they could really sing, and they're getting paid to sing, so obviously, like, they're taking it more serious. This is their craft. They're practicing all this stuff, and why shouldn't we go to church and have the same experience and even more enhanced because we're singing about God. So it's like, these people are taking it seriously, and also they have the Holy Spirit. Like, that's so... And I heard that, and I was like, yo, that's so true because everything outside in the world like we're coming from the world so everything is competing for our attention you know so even the point of like there needs to be a sexual liberation in the church is because there's already a sexual liberation in the world and if we don't have it in the church we're losing people to the sexual liberation in the world that is not helping them you know like it's and it's not it's detrimental to them, but they don't know that because it's like, okay, you're not getting it in this area, so you're going to find it wherever. In the same way, like, you know, you're hearing these, um, you're going to church and you're like, oh, these people can't really sing for real. Like, you know, they sing it for God, but they can't really sing. And then you're, you know, listening to all these other voices that are also feeding something else to you. And you're not even getting fed in the like spiritual food you know like you're not worshiping you're like you're hearing something else but because it's like music to your ears in the same way like you're hearing these things that you have questions about in the world and you're not hearing it in church you're going to continue to go where you're being fed you know so in the church like we have to definitely take back those things and redefine them for ourselves and put it in a context that's beneficial for people and if we were to do that i think it would really start a whole like it would really start a movement a generation that would be so different and have such a different outlook you know and like sometimes like we hear stuff like this and we're like oh this is so like idealistic but everything like in society there's so many it's constantly evolving and it really just decide it takes a person or a couple people to make a decision and then other people to agree with their decision and agree continue to agree and then it becomes a movement you know so it's like okay we're two or more gathered and god is in the midst and we agree then why not you know and we know that it's in alignment with god then we should bring it to help the people of god and bring people into church and bring people, you know, into the hospital where the physician can heal them. No, that's a really, really good point. Like, we have to, as much as the world is evolving in its tactics and its things, we Mm -hmm. have to evolve as Christians as well. Like, we Mm -hmm. have to, I think there's, like, a mindset of Christianity that's like, oh, Christians don't go into certain things. We're not supposed to go into that. Mm-hmm, like, we'll leave that mm-hmm. for the world. But it's like, no, because that's how the world is getting to people. That's mm-hmm. how, you know, 
an agenda is being pushed yes. and the propaganda is being pushed mm-hmm. so we have to evolve just as much as mm-hmm. that you know and i think it's slowly but surely mm-hmm. christians are evolving and mm-hmm. we are evolving to the point where we're talking about trauma in church mm-hmm. and we're talking about all these mental things. health yeah. yeah so i think we are evolving it's just like the pace that the world has done it is way faster exponential but i think the church is evolving and eventually mm-hmm. we are gonna evolve to that point where like Sex is definitely talked about. Like, I talk about different funny things that have happened to me in, like, a church setting of just, mm-hmm. like, people asking, like, is it appropriate to give head? And <laughs> all, all these things about, you know, sex and church. And so I think, like, we are evolving. Mm-hmm. And we're on this journey. We're on the sexual liberation train as well. But, mm-hmm. you know, let's pray for the self-discipline and mm-hmm. the discernment in church of just, like, knowing how to god wants us to do those things and i agree with you i think what's beautiful about like this generation of um christians or people that are like you know coming back to christianity or like you know um kind of having like a spiritual awakening is that we have this mindset of like we want to establish the kingdom here on earth you know like and that's like with whatever industry god has placed you in whatever place where God has you like you're establishing like okay this is how I want God to be expressed and shown in this environment in this area which is really really good and I think it's going to be helpful like um when we have less of like oh Christians are not supposed to be in this thing Christians are not supposed to be in that thing like like even something like okay Christians are not really supposed to be in the entertainment industry okay, how are we going to reach that population if we don't have one of our soldiers in there? You know, like, we really do have to to establish the kingdom on earth. We have to infiltrate these environments. But also, on the flip side, in order to do that, you also have to be very, like, secure in your identity in Christ and continuously pursuing a relationship with God. And when you're in some of these environments it makes it a lot harder and i think that's why it's like you have people that's like you know they're not even trying to open themselves to be susceptible to that which is completely understandable but it's also like it's untapped potential yeah no i definitely agree with everything you said mm-hmm. yeah and as we continue having these conversations mm-hmm. especially in bringing it to church these hard conversations we're slowly but surely gonna get there. Mm-hmm. I believe it. I also believe it, and I hope to see it. And if you all have, you know, what are your thoughts about like this whole movement and um, just even the idea that we kind of brought up of like we need a sexual revelation, sexual liberation mm-hmm. in the church. Um, and how would that look like? That's another question. What would question. that look like? That's true. What That's would it look like? Mm-hmm. What do you think? I don't know what it would look like, but I know it would. I think I think it starts in small groups. I think it starts in ministries of intimacy, like ministries that are intimate, like uh, Bible study groups and things mm. like that. I think that is a great way to start. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's not going to be as easy as like pastors getting on a podium but more so like teachers in small groups and mm-hmm. things like that like having those open conversations because honestly the culture of church 
really do like it'd be after the preaching yeah the culture of church a lot of times be after the preaching mm-hmm. anyway it'd be like in the interactions with people mm-hmm. and even having like those programs mm-hmm. that aren't on sundays mm-hmm. you gather a group of sisters a group of brothers mm-hmm. talk about manhood talk about mm-hmm. being a woman talk about you know being a young person or whatever those are when those things really matter mm-hmm. so i think it would look like you know uh, leaders in the church breaking the mold and you know wanting to not just like sit there and like put, put up a facade but actually have cultivate real relationships mm-hmm. real fellowship in church yeah yeah I agree um and in order to do that someone just has to start to you know like sometimes like I know for me there would be like environments where it's like oh this is a small group bible study and like you know a lot of people are like being open and honest or like some people are being open some people are not like it's also being willing in those situations to really be like vulnerable and even if you're not seeing like okay other people some people are just saying this part some people are just saying that part like you having the courage to tell um a full story to be Mm. vulnerable to be honest to then cultivate that environment for others Mm. to do the same well that's true sometimes it just starts with one person but the atmosphere Mm -hmm. of safety psychological Psychological safety safety. (laughs) (laughs) definitely has to be introduced Mm -hmm. yes yeah well thank you guys for listening and we hope you tune into our next episode Bye. bye stay blessed Amen.